Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam, it's Mandy, and we have some exciting news for y'all. We have been nominated for our third Webby Award. That's right. For 2023, we are now in the running for the People's Choice Award for Best Business Podcast Individual Episode, and we need your help to win. Voting is quick and easy. Just hit the link in the description of this episode or head to our website at brownambitionpodcast.com. Winning this award would mean the world to us, y'all. We won two last year, and it was such an incredible opportunity, such an incredible acknowledgement of how powerful the Brown Ambition fam has been, and it would help us reach even more people and continue to provide the valuable insights and advice that y'all love about personal finance and career development. So what y'all waiting for? Let's show the world what the Brown Ambition community is made of. Head over to brownambitionpodcast.com, click the banner to vote, and thank you so much for your support. It's t- I'm like, I'm about to budget this to break down, girl. <laughs> wait, where am I? Okay. Wait, right up, wait. Okay, it's time for the B A Q A A A the B A Q A. What you say? The B A Q A with Monday. The B A Q A with Tuesday. The B A Q A A. You know we do Brown Ambition question and answers. You have questions, we have some answers. Although we are not your mama, we're not your financial advisor, we're not your doctor, your attorney. We're just two smart brown girls with opinions that you should take with the smallest grain of salt and then lean into the people that you pay honey okay but yeah if you have questions please ask us go to brownambitionpodcast.com click ask us anything about business career entrepreneurship life child we just be talking <laughs> we've got some career questions today um do you want to do the first one or do you want me to do a mandra i'm happy to read the first one because i feel like the second one's got your name written all over it okay Um, We got a juicy like career slash career business combo today. I can't wait to get into these. But let's start with listener Christina, who says, Hello, ladies, I am an eager 26 year old in the beginning stages of entering my professional career. I'm currently an assistant manager at a local credit union in Colorado, and I want to become a branch manager in the next year. I love listening to your podcast, and I want to hear your thoughts on a decision I've been contemplating for the past year. I got my bachelor's degree in 2018 in organizational and strategic communications, but have recently been considering pursuing my MBA. The company I work for has an amazing tuition reimbursement program, and they'll cover 95% of the cost if you get A's in your classes, with the stipulation being that you sign a retention contract to stay on two years after your final class. Mm -hmm. While this is an incredible opportunity and I could get my MBA for nearly nothing, I struggle on whether or not it's worth it. 
I've spoken with a couple of higher ups at the company who do not hold degrees higher than a bachelor's and why it's not and while it's not required for me to move up in management, I worry that if I ever wanted to branch out into other industries, I would have a hard time competing with others who may already have their MBA. Since my experience would only apply to the financial industry and I lack knowledge of general business operations for other industries, I worry that I may limit my growth potential. Do you believe it would be beneficial to obtain my MBA while gaining management experience to stand out in the event that I wanted to pursue other opportunities with higher pay? Or is there little to no benefit in this day and age to pursue a graduate degree? Kind regards. Oh, she does work for a financial institution. <laughs> kind regards, Christina. <laughs> oh, is- baby Chris. We're going to call you baby Chris because you're 26. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but this is great because like 26, but also like has a whole plan and it's already thinking strategically. Yes. Yeah. MBA. I mean, it's, it's hard to like also like 95%. That's a lot of your tuition covered. And if you are committed to the course and you think it would be like a strategic, um, I agree with you. I, I almost feel like when you compare yourself to older people in your industry, they had different rules that they played by. They got hired at different times. And also you work at a bank. So I'm guessing, I'm, I'm guessing that they're not men of people of color. <laughs> and they, they may have had connections to get where they are. I just feel like you definitely want to think beyond the bank where you're at, because I doubt you'll stay there for your whole career. And in that case, maybe an MBA would be a good strategic move. Um, and you have to think, will I be comfortable staying here for the duration of the program? To that's like that's so called Which is not it might not be the worst thing, but it is. You know, it is golden handcuffs. So I like what you said, Mandy, because it is kind of like if if she thinks of it from a broader scope of her life, she has to ask herself, does the NBA make sense for like what is your overall desired outcome? Like I'd like to one day explore dot 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 will the masters help with that? You know, it's really not about the bank, honestly. It's just like you get them to pay for a thing potentially that will enhance like your ability to to make wider choices later, maybe or maybe not. Cause how how long is the NBA program made? Like two years? Couple years? Three years? Yeah. Something two like or that. three. So you figure two plus two. So you're 24. So by 30, you'll be free to fly. Is that something you're you're opening? I don't know that there's a right or wrong other than to choose based upon exactly where you are right now. To me, that would be um, short sighted to be like at 26. What do I want to do? But really asking yourself the bigger picture, like beyond this, what would I like to do? And will an NBA be useful to me? I mean, I I would say if your dream was to start a business someday, I would say you don't necessarily have to have an MBA to create a business. Like if that's what you're thinking, I think MBAs really are about reaching parity with like like the competitive nature of people in that industry, like business industry, financial industry. And if you are thinking you have a long career in financial services, then, you know, I feel like, yeah, it could make sense to have your MBA, especially if it's going to help you stand out on like a resume. You know, if it's like the one thing that they'll they'll filter for before they hire anybody, which I think is short sighted, but probably still happens. Um, I do want to say that about this whole golden handcuff thing is you don't have to look at it as if you are trapped there. Because one of my favorite, um, you know, lessons that I teach in my negotiation masterclass is that 
you are able to negotiate like so let's say you got a job offer from another bank and you were like i'm ready to sign this offer letter however i'm going to be on the hook for these tuition payments that i've had for the past years they may give you a signing bonus to help you cover that payment and have you do the same thing in return sign some kind of retention agreement you know which tip is very typical about signing bonuses in general um, there's maybe a year or two years or whatnot, but you don't, you're not entirely trapped by that because you can pot potentially negotiate um, and get your future another employer to like cover it for you so that you're okay walking away. So if that gives you a little bit of comfort knowing that you have that bargaining chip, obviously nothing is guaranteed, but I have to assume that in an industry like in the banking industry, there and I, ha I have negotiated big fat signing bonuses myself in banking. And I mean, they got the money and if they want you, they'll be okay, writing you a check. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's more, I never thought about that, that you can kind of negotiate that or even negotiate how many years? What about one? What about six months? Or mm -hmm. or like negotiate with the new place to say, can you pay that off for me? It's almost like, you know, you jump from um, like if you leave your phone carrier or whatever, they're like, we'll pay off your... Exactly. You know, your your contract, yeah. Exactly. Or like when you negotiate a lease, if you agree to a like if you get them to lower the rent in exchange, they may ask you to sign a two year lease instead of a one year lease. You know, or increase the rent, but re reduce my lease to one year because I don't or want to. Or month to month, down. yeah, or make it month to yeah, month. Yeah, or month yep. to month mm -hmm. or something like that. It's negotiable, boo. Um let me see. I was just talking to a, uh one of my Mandy moneymakers today who first of all, is just like professionally educated. She just is about to get her doctorate in philosophy. She has a master's, she has an MBA. And um, for her, it was like the outside pressure to get an MBA. And then when she was in the program, she was like, this is not, I'm already, I already have so many years of business experience and I'm realizing the MBA is not really enhancing my like understanding of my company right now. Um, so I would just say like, you know, you really have to be doing it for the right reasons. I would pick your program carefully and make sure that it, you know, has the courses and has the reviews and maybe even talking to alumni to see, you know, if they thought it was helpful so that because they're not all created equally. And you want to pick a program that, you know, qualifies as an MBA, of course, but may have, um, you know, may be able to teach you beyond just like generic business strategy that you could use later in your career and just like squeeze as much juice out of that orange as you can. So like my sister Tracy, for example, she has her MBA, but because she had her bachelor's in finance, she was like, I've always wanted to unlearn marketing. So she got her MBA almost like a dual MBA, but it was like the, the core component of it was marketing. And then the, the mm. subcomponent was finance because she was like, she was really interested in that. So just, you know, beyond where she was working, like she worked for a financial company, but she was like, if they're going to pay for it or help, that's why she did it that way. Because she was just like, this is something I'm interested in to grow beyond where I am. And, you know, she's not working with them anymore, but she still has this, this education that she uses for her, her PR business now. So that's yeah. a really good point. I like it. I like it. All right, Miss Christina. Thank you so much for the question. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Colorado. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with a really juicy question. You guys want to stick oh, around. Wendy's trying to get me sued. What? <laughs> trying to get you to share some tea. That's all I'm saying. Spill some tea. All right. Be right back, y'all. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. 
Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. And we're back. Oh, you take that away. <laughs> we're back. 
We have um, a question from Anonymous. We're going to call you um, BBG, Beautiful Black Girl, because she says, hey, beautiful black women. You know what? We're going to call you Beautiful Black Woman, BBW. Hello, beautiful black women. First, let me say that I love your show and I'm one of your biggest fans. I am also one of Tiffany's mentees. Hey, girl, if you want to be a mentee, go to mymentortiffany.com. It's 10 bucks a month, you know, and I help people with their businesses. During the pandemic, I formed a limited partnership consulting business with one of my closest friends. Um, when we worked um, when we worked on our first big contract together, I realized that we did not work well together. Our work styles caused a lot of conflict. And so I stopped bringing in contracts through this business. I have another business that I solely own. Ooh, sound like me, girl. Recently, I've decided I wanted to grow the consulting business, but I know that I cannot work with my friend. Therefore, through several very difficult conversations, good, she agreed to let me buy her out of the business. Now that I have done the hard part, I'm not sure what the next best step is. Should I hire a lawyer to drop legal paperwork, dissolve the business, and reform it as a single member LLC or some other options? Thanks, advance for your help. Child, okay, let me let me step lightly, because I may or may not have just done this. <laughs> so but I'm remember what my contract has said about what I can say. Not with um, me, let's be clear. So I what'd you say? Mm -hmm. No, no, not with Mandy girl. I said it was um, so <laughs> No, no, it was not Vandy. So I'll say this. The, literally, this is the process that somebody named Biffany might have went through. Okay? <laughs> right? So, man, it's like, gotcha, gotcha. She's like, Biffany. <laughs> so, Badochi. one, for... <laughs> <laughs> so first and foremost, you did the first part, which is so great, which is you had the difficult conversations. If you are in partnership with someone who is a friend or otherwise, and you're thinking you want to not be in partnership, the key is before you bring in the lawyers, you have to have a series of conversations. I did not like, thankfully I have a, well, this girl named Biffany that I don't know. She had a really great business coach who really coached her to say, have these deep heartfelt conversations because you need to get on the same page before you get legal involved. So I'm glad that you did that part. So bravo. And it, they're meant to be hard, you know, but thankfully this is your friend. And Biffany also cared about her and still cares about her fictional partner. That's first and foremost. And then when that happens, um, then two, you have to get on the same page um, about the cost of the, like how much is the business worth? And so you want to get, it wasn't as expensive as you would have thought. You want to get a, um, what are those things called? Evaluation, right? Because you want, because here's why. Let's just say you're like, oh, I just agree. Just give me $200, right? But then later your potential partner can come back and say, mm -mm, I felt like I was ripped off. So having an official valuation on the books is really critical. There's a company called Scaler. Let me see if I make sure I spell it right. Who does evaluation. And what I like about Scaler is that they've done like dollar, like billion dollar companies. S-C-A-L, right? Is it Scaler? Scaler evaluation company. And that's all they do. Um, Is that who you, you used? I mean, Biffany? Well, I, I didn't do this. Um, this person, like, you know, Biffany might have used Scalar. So it's S-C-A-L-A-R. Mm -hmm. So I had heard that Tiffany had used this company called Scalar, and they're great. That's all they do. They've done, like, Dollar Shave Club. They've done, like, some of the biggest companies that you've known. And it was a few thousand dollars. It wasn't, like, $30,000. You know, that's what I thought valuations cost. And it took maybe, like, two weeks, you know? That's what Biffany had said. Um, and so... You know, so having that on in paper and then literally what's so great, you, I mean, hopefully you have a financial person that can pull up all the financial components because they're going to want to know 
about the business in total because they're going to want to know like, you know, what has it, they're really going to look at the last year's worth of business. Um, they're not going to go back two or three years. So if you were making big money three years ago, they're like, yeah, but what's happening now? They need a real snapshot of what's happening now. Um, and if there's any contracts that are like leading into the future, they're going to use that. Then they're going to look at your industry and say, there is a multiple. So in the finance industry, it used to be like kind of like what your net income is multiple, multiple times 10. But the finance industry has been a little shaky. So they don't multiply times 10 like they used to. Um, and so, but you're, the scaler will know and they'll say, and they'll also compare you to other similar-esque type of companies to say, this company is worth this. And that's how, based upon your numbers, based upon what you do, based upon the multiple, and based upon the comparable companies, this is how we come to you with your numbers. Now, here's the thing. You will, there's going to be two numbers. Um, you're going to get a number as if you were a publicly traded company, which that number will probably be higher. And then you'll get a number as the fact that you are not a publicly traded company. So that number is going to be lower because, you know, th they all call it like a marketability um, penalty because it's like you're not publicly traded. So I can't just say you, each of your stock is going to be worth or whatever, because, it, you know, maybe the company has your face on it or whatever it is. And, you know, they're like, well, we can't quite say you're worth 10 million. We got to say you're worth six because it's just a pr privately traded company. And that's going to harm your ability to, to sell this company and, and actually get $10 million, if that makes sense. So they're going to give you both of those numbers. So you're, you're going to want for you and your business partner to be talking with whatever valuation company that you use. So, you know, like no one's ever fully happy, but at least it's a third party. This is what they do. It could stand up in court. We're all on the same page. You know, some people get multiple valuations, you know, but like I said, that was a solid company, at least for you to go start. Okay. Um, so then once you get your valuation, then you, and I don't know if you guys are 50, 50, 30, 40, whatever, then you, that's basically the math, which is, you know, uh, we're 50, 50. So they told us the company is worth a million dollars. I have to pay you 500,000 and you, you can figure out whatever that payment looks like. Is it going to be over a period of a couple of years? Is it going to be right away? Whatever that is. But this is something to keep in mind too. Um, you also have to keep in mind that if there's money in the company that is not assigned for specific things, that money is up to be divided as well. So I'll give you an example. So for Biffany, I had heard that she had six months worth of savings. And at first she was like, girl, no, the savings is for the company one day. And it's like, no, no, no. Any savings in a company really is just delayed payment to its owners. Because really, if I have money in a company, like for example, Mandy and I will have money in our, our, our account for brand ambition. And just because we haven't spent it, right, it doesn't mean that we have not paid taxes on it. Like we have to pay tax on whether we spend it or not. But we like to have a little bit of savings because we have some things to pay. So that money is, has already been taxed. So legally and morally and rightfully, that money is yours and your partner's. So you're going to have to like, so if you have, if you have money set aside for operations, because it's okay to say I have two or three months for operations for these specific things, that's fine. That's not money you split. But if it's just savings for savings sake, then know that that money outside of what you owe them is going to go to that person, like their half or whatever. And then you will also have to pull out your half, you know? And so like, just keep that in mind, you know, um, but also too equipment. So Biffany, for example, I heard that she had like cameras and these uh, like maybe $20,000 worth of equipment. The equipment had to also be accounted for. And then the value of the equipment had to be 
um, you know, like um, split if it's 50-50 or whatever, you know? So just, just, just keep that in mind. So the... The hard part about it is that, like, all of a sudden, you know, you kind of pull money out of the company. Like I said, I don't know if you have savings that you might be like, damn. But the good part is for Biffany, for example, there was enough money pulled out that that pullout money was enough to pay. So Biffany didn't actually have to come out of her own pocket. She just used the money that she received from the savings. So it was like, okay, you know, that's why I had heard she had done. I was going to ask, if you don't have the money to buy someone out, like, how does that work? And so one, decides, if you yeah. have that savings or you can work on a payment plan where it's like, cause okay. I've had friends, like a, a friend, him and his brother, they split and the brother had to, for five years, pay him like annually, you know, like, you know, monthly, but annually, like until he paid, it was like, maybe it was like $500,000 or whatever. So if you don't have the money out of pocket, like Biffany supposedly did because she was able to pull it from the company, then you can set up a payment plan and basically let the new, the company you're keeping help to generate that revenue. So that's, that's another thing. So once you figure out, okay, this is what the company's worth. This is our split. We're on the same page. Then you bring in the lawyers because lawyers are expensive and you want as little back and forth as possible. So you want to be like, we're on the same page and it would be great for you, your attorney. They definitely need an attorney. Even they're like, oh, no, 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 no. They need to have an attorney too and and do a, a recorded Zoom. So this is also recorded, you know, like, hey, any last little tweaks or whatever, like, what about this? And what about that? You know, it's all on recording. And then we've all, you know, it's all been agreed to contract is, is drawn up. It's important for both attorneys to touch the contract. So if your attorney starts the draft, allow their attorney to make the tweaks. If that makes sense, because you are thinking about a year from now, 10 years from now, whatever is like, well, that wasn't a fair contract. How? Because both attorneys touch the contract. That's really important. It should not just be one attorney doing all the tweaks, you know? So that's something really important too. Um, and then, so the worst case scenario is really shutting down the business. Because as you know, like if you're wanting contracts and things like that, that you'd like to see businesses in business for two years. So ideally you don't want to shut down the business. And so, you know, that's only if, you know, whatever you guys can't agree. And it's like, well, we just got to shut this thing down. I have to just restart as something else. Um, but you don't have to shut down the business. If you buy this person out, you do what you're supposed to do that you can keep the business. And then it just gets like, you know, I don't know, like you're, your attorney will do this for you. Like my business attorney will refile and say, you know, this is Tiffany's Biffany. That's what I had her business total. Um, and you know, like, so all that stuff will be, um, uh, will be fixed on the legal back end. Your attorney will do that for you as well as your, your CF, your account, whoever your financial person is. But that's kind of like the process. And then, you know, you pay over a series of years or pay right away or whatever it is. It's really important to let the person receiving the money decide. So let's just say it's at the end of the year. They're not going to want to take a big lump sum at the end of the year because they don't have enough time to write it off. You know, so you don't, you, you want to integrate your, your financial, whoever your financial person is on the team, your accountant, you know, to see this, making sure that like when it comes to taxes, what does that look like? There's not really any tax implications for you, thus the, um, the buyer, but certainly for the person receiving the money, they have to sit with their accountant and figure out what that all looks like. And then you just make sure you have an airtight, um, contract that basically says that you've accepted this money is done. So you cannot come back for more money because in case we blow up, you cannot come back for 
equity and nothing. It's done, done, done. Everybody agrees. This is the evaluation. Everybody's on the same page. Like I said, have one attorney draw it up and the other attorney make the tweaks. So everyone has touched it. You have the video recording of we're all on the same page. We all agreed. This is, I mean, this is best case scenario. Honestly, some people are just going to be battling it out because I have a friend who's battling it out for the last three years. So this is kind of best case scenario. And hopefully this is your friend because like Biffany, I heard she's still really good friends and real cool still with her business partner that they, I mean, it was hard and certainly contentious, I heard, but it's all good, you know. So I just say like that is what the process may or may not look like. I had heard through the grapevine because over here I'm holding good, but you know, it's it is possible to do that me. because you know a nap during this segment. <laughs> but just like because you know, I don't think people talk enough about what it is to split up. So here's one thing I will say, just in just to like close out. The only reason why it is possible to have this kind of smooth like transition. And honestly, Mandy, me and you need to get on this anyway too, is that we had an operating agreement. Remember we've we been talking like Tony are it's it's done. Yeah, we did it. We did a different one recently. Yes. Girl, meanwhile, I'm like, we're... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we did, I signed it. <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty know, sure we so signed it. Yes, we got one. Well, let's check. Because I'm just like, I did. So, but you want to make sure yes, that just anybody check. listening that you're getting even... Like me and Betty, it's been eight years. I mean, we work wonderfully together. But you want to have an operating agreement in place. Not just like, oh, in case you hate each other one day. God forbid something should happen to myself or Mandy. What is the protocol? You know, like what is supposed to happen? Or what if somebody wants to leave? The operating agreement is going to help significantly. Like what's our what's our percentages? You know, um, if you own more of a percentage, you can kind of force someone's hand. And But if you're 50-50, you have to kind of come to the table. I've done this twice. I've, I've broken up with business partners twice. Two companies, I, I one I wanted to shut down and one, oh, I mean, I had heard that Biffany had done that. <laughs> So anyway, I'll just say all that to say that like it is possible to, you know, it's not supposed to be easy, but it's certainly possible for it to not be, um, you know, like super contentious and for it to smooth, smooth, like go smoothly, as smoothly as it can. But I will say this, and, and I know I said in closing last time, but pick a date that it sh has to be done by or you'll just be dragging your feet forever. Like, hey, this needs to be done by you know i'm just making up a date october 31st if not i'm just i'm just gonna shut this thing down you have to pick a date because people will drag their feet forever and ever and ever you certainly don't want to drag it into the next year because you know every year you know you pay 2022 taxes we have to pay in 2023 so you have to think to yourself you're going to be connected the next year either way so pick a date do not let it go into the um, next year and, and and you know and get it done and you know if you have to walk away you know, sometimes, you know, that's better than, you know, getting dragged for years and years and years. So hopefully that was helpful. Biffany, girl, thanks, girl, for giving us some tips. You know, I had, like I said, I had heard. Um. <laughs> thanks, Biffany. So transparent. Um, yes, we have. We did ours last summer. I was just looking at my emails. I'm like, you're the okay, emails from Tony. A mess. But no, let's <laughs> let's triple check. We make sure. Because that's that's kind of our style as Tiff. It's like we'll do we'll talk about things and then like six months later we'll do it. And then yeah. six months later, but like, did we do that thing? And I know, because it's important. <laughs> it is yeah. important. Like I said, honestly, mostly yes. for me and Mandy, it's really more so I just thought to myself about like, well, what if something happens to one of us? So, you know, this allows yeah. like to not have to wonder like, wait, what well, if we the, had that whole, you know, like with the Superman's passing yeah. and you taking, I mean, it, it worked out because like at the end of the day, we have, we're a pretty simple business, you know? Yes. And it's just, it's literally you and I. Um, yes. 
and you know at the end of the day um the the the, the challenges are not as challenging but yeah. still it's like we should who knows what could happen in the future yeah. Exactly. And so you just want to be able to say, oh, okay, this is what, because one of the things when one of my attorney um, friends told me, Arenze, he's awesome. He said, you want to, you want to create contracts when things are good, you know, because, you know, everybody's like kumbaya when things are good. That way, if, if he said, you can do whatever you want until you disagree and then you do what the contract says. So, yeah. But like, I'm just making it up. Like, let's just say me and Mandy always said, we always have to have a beat face, no matter what, in our contract. We don't have to do that. We're like, girl, bye. But if me and Mandy are beefing, I'm like, you know what, girl? I'm going to tell you, beat your, you beat your, you beat your. Then, okay, the contract says beat face. So we, we both have to have beat faces. So you see what I mean? Like, you can do whatever you want until you disagree. And then, then you follow what the contract says. So just keep that in mind that contracts are so critically important. Even now, I was just thinking to myself, I got to hit my designer. Uh, Rihanna up because she's doing my my new condo that I bought. She did the house that I live in now. And she's like, oh, we don't really need a contract. I'm like, oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because not that, I mean, obviously she's awesome, all the things, but I'm like, it's just bad practice you not to have contracts. when you're working with your friends and family. Yes. That's my belief. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just bad practice not to. So yeah. hopefully that was helpful. Biffany girl, you're a, you're a rock star. You know, I've been living, well, she's been living through a lot the last couple of years, but she, she, yeah. <laughs> You nailed it. Totally have no idea what this is about, who it's about. All right. Thank you to that listener. What do we say? BBW. Does BBW stand for beautiful black woman? Whatever. It's fine. It does now. Yes. Uh -huh. All right, BA fam. Until next time, as a reminder, please send us your questions on IG. We are at Brian Ambition Podcast. You can also hit us up, Brian Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you'd like to be a guest in the studio live on the show to get your questions answered, let us know. The best way to do it is to submit a voice note instead of a written question so we can pass mm -hmm. it on to our producer. Um, and maybe you will be featured live in the BA fam studio. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exciting. Until next time. Bye, BA fam. Bye. Bye. Hey, BA fam. We could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.